0: Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 85 for December 23rd, 2011. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. I'd like to remind you that a great way to help support Klezmer Podcast is to purchase your music from the Klezmer Podcast Music Delicatessen. It's on the front page of the Klezmer Podcast website. Click on the link that says Buy Your Music Here, and it will take you right to Klesmer Podcast's Music Delicatessen. That's my online Amazon affiliate store, so please consider purchasing your music there. I'm also available to speak to your group or organization, so if you'd like to have me come and talk about Klezmer or Jewish music and a little bit of world music as well, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. My interview guest for this episode of the podcast is a band, The Spiel, from Los Angeles, California. This interview was recorded on October 22nd, 2011, just after their show at the Jengis Cohen Club in Los Angeles, California. They have a new album out, self-titled The Spiel. So, here we go. Enjoy! Enjoy! Hi everybody. This is Keith with Plesmer Podcast, and I'm visiting once again with the Spiel. Uh, we last visited, I think, about two years ago, and they just already, uh, already, yeah. <laughs> kind <of hurrah>. uh, <laughs> and they just finished a packed show at Genghis Cohen in uh, Los Angeles, and uh, welcome back. Uh, let's see, Claire, Isaac, Jessica, TJ. John, I think I got everybody. Great, and there's a new album called Everybody. The Spiel. The Spiel. Okay, self-titled album, self-published. Fabulous. Um, Claire, tell us what's going on.
1: Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of on a little bit of a post-show high. It was really. It was just so fun to play for an audience that was so appreciative and was so packed and um to also it was really a great honor tonight to play for people who are native yiddish speakers and who are sort of very active in the yiddish community and it feels really good to have um our music i think be um be liked and be you know to for people who really know the culture to enjoy it.
0: terrific and the new album was out just uh re- very recently right or a few months ago
1: february
2: so that's
0: a few months, kind of. <laughs> and uh, now on the album, you got some traditional stuff, you got some uh, tr- non traditional stuff, shall we say, and uh, some original stuff. So um, I want to ask Isaac, because he's got some of the original stuff on there. Um, Isaac, tell me about what you've got on the album and uh, some of the new stuff you've uh, debuted tonight.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, one of the things on the album is uh, called Twirly Mustache. It's a, a song that I wrote a few years ago that um, kind of combines closer with some tango influence and some other things, and it has some really crazy changes in it. Um, I guess the other thing that, that I often do is I like to arrange pop songs or, or classical songs um, or classical pieces of music for, for our ensemble just because I think... Um, I don't know, it sounds great to turn anything into klezmer, basically. It's, somehow it's amazing how it just will accept anything, basically. Um, so on the album, there's stuff like Lady Gaga, Bad Romance, um, Thriller, Michael Jackson, and then um, tonight we premiered a, an arrangement um, called Samuel Goldenberg Variations because it's based on um, part of a, a piece of music by a uh, Russian composer, Mazorgsky, like a turn-of-the-century, 19th-century composer, and um, it was kind of an anti-Semitic, almost kind of um, Jewish caricature sort of piece of music the way it was originally written. But I thought, well, why not take it and turn it into something, um, turn it into something that's more authentic to what we're about and um, kind of reclaim it for Klezmer.
0: Reclaim for Klezmer—that's that's a new uh, catchphrase, I think. <laughs> heard, it, heard it here first. <laughs> Take anti-Semitic music and reclaim it for Klezmer. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> same with the Carl Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and with the arrangement,
2: same with the arrangement of uh, uh, Carmina Barana of uh, by Carl Orff. Kind of a similar idea there, yeah.
0: Now, you did a little bit of a, uh, uh, kind of a protest song tonight uh, also that, that was uh, very cool. And how did you find that and... Uh, Oh, everybody's pointing to Claire. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, talk about that uh, protest song a little bit.
1: Um. I'm not really sure how the rest of the band feels about it, but I was very excited about doing it. Um, I, I think Isaac and I had talked a few months back about, oh, we should, we should do a Yiddish labor song. And I said, yeah, there's I mean, there's dozens of, of, of great Yiddish labor songs. There's such a rich history there of, of the labor movement and the Yiddish Bund, which is what this particular song was about. So um, we chose the song. I chose the song in Zaltziken Yam for us to perform uh, in the South Sea, which is about the Yiddish labor bund, written in 1901. Um, yeah. And uh, what did we? Yeah, um we we decided to add some fun trollolos in the background at the end, <laughs> and and then I gave my little commentary at the end with my sign.
0: Say <laughs> some uh, contemporary references.
1: There, I did change the lyrics, so it said instead of in Russia, Poland, um, and and Vilna, it said Russia, Poland, and Wall Street.
3: Walk,
0: walk, walk. All right, so they're Yiddish, Yiddish uh, protesting on Wall Street, <laughs> or in the name of Wall Street. Very good. And uh, Jessica, you're you're all over the clarinet tonight, and I I think I noticed uh, channeling a little bit of Krakauer uh, uh, on one of the tunes tonight. It's very good approximation.
4: Was it pretty close? Yeah. He's my he's well, he was my first Pleasmer teacher, and for me, he's sorry everybody else the best klezmer player on the face of this earth so it's not like i'm trying to sound like him but i have listened to his stuff so much and when i studied with him there were certain things that he said that just stuck in my brain in terms of style and and technique and things like that and i just think he's amazing so but i'm not copying him i swear
0: (laughs) no it's more of a homage there
3: you go there
2: you go
4: yes yes thank you david
0: and the singing was very good as well. Uh, both both of you, actually.
4: Thank you. I do sing a little bit on occasion. It's been known to happen.
0: Did they force you or you volunteer?
4: No, I volunteer. They, Yeah. It's harder to make the Yiddish happen just because it, it's pretty new for me. But uh, we had some help, which we're thankful for in the Yiddish pronunciation department.
0: Great. Okay. And, John, uh God, solid bass as always. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, uh, tell me about uh, a little bit about, about your approach to uh, playing bass with, with this group with the you know between the traditional, the kind of non-traditional, the, the classical stuff that Isaac throws at you and, and then the, the pop stuff.
4: Well I have played a lot of classical music and pop music. and the one thing that is that was new to me when I started playing with the spiel was playing Klezmer, uh, And so I just bought a lot of recordings and listened to them over and over again and uh, you know let it seep in in an organic way uh, so since I'm used to playing all these kinds of music playing them at the same time just sort of makes sense and uh, Isaac's arrangements are really good so if you just play the arrangement it sounds good
0: <laughs> you can't go wrong That's uh, that that's the mark of it of truly a a good arrangement is you play it and it sounds good, you don't have to work around it.
4: You don't have to fix it. I I, I do (laughs) I do play in situations where the arrangement's not good and we fix it. You know, the rhythm section or whoever, you know, we like, okay, this isn't happening, but what do what do they really mean here, you know? But I don't have to do that. We don't have to do that in this group.
0: Right. It's great.
4: You know, our rehearsals are the most efficient, high-functioning rehearsals of any band I've ever played in. You know, musicians get a bad rap, and maybe well-deserved, for being, like, a mess and and crazy and, and, you know, showing up late and being unprofessional. Uh, Not this band.
3: I, I love, love it.
0: it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wow. Well, high praise indeed for the uh, for the group community feel. <laughs>
1: I, I really, I do like that. There was a decision made at a certain point that basically whatever if we were playing say a a paid gig like a bar mitzvah or a wedding that essentially whatever was offered to us as long as it was not ridiculously low we would take it and we would divide it evenly rather than saying oh just two or three of us are going to play so that was just a sort of a decision that came about organically and I I think it's really great (laughs) we like each other
0: (laughs) yeah we can tell I think I I think everybody can tell that's great (laughs) And uh, TJ, so i got to ask you a little bit about your approach to the, to the drumming. And I noticed uh, I already mentioned to you earlier about the Remshinsky. Uh It's probably your your highlight for the night, I think. <laughs> and uh, uh, talk about, about your approach, uh, again, with all these varied uh, types of music. I mean, I
3: think the first time these guys asked me to play, it was... It was unclear if they wanted me playing drum set, if they wanted me playing hand percussion, or a combination of the two things. And I kind of decided on the drum set because it was like it was a perfect vehicle to sit down and actually play the kit. You know, kind of all the different influences and all the different projects that I played in over the years, kind of put them all together. And I can pull out all my tricks and, and I'll pull out all the stops in a band like this. And that's what's really kind of fun is just to sit down and just let the whole thing kind of hang out. You know what I mean? Um, but it's cool to take all the different influences and them into this so you know in some of Isaac's arrangements like the new one that we did tonight kind of starts off with a, you know a pretty strict Arabic feel at the beginning you know so able to pick up a frame drum and you know kind of put that in combination with the feet and then move over to more of a traditional kit sort of you know setup so um I mean it's just kind of a little bit of everything plus the kitchen sink you know what I mean like everything just kind of comes in and 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 we just go for it you know
0: That's where it all starts. Rehearsals. (laughs) Great. And, uh... Let's see. I know you guys are a little bit short on time, so don't, I won't uh, keep you too long. Anything else you want to, anybody want to mention anything? I mention the Dorothy Chandler.
1: Uh, if you're in the L.A. area, come to the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion on December 24th between 3 and 6 p.m. We don't know exactly what time within there, but I'm sure they'll be publishing a schedule. And that it's free. And if you're not in the L.A. area, oh, wait, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not sure about what PBS stations it will be on, but it will be on PBS on December 24th live.
3: You can probably find, too, like a, a web stream or something like that. If yeah. you go to PBS, I think it's pbs.org, isn't it? Or, you know, whatever their website is. KCET, maybe. Yeah, check KCET because that's the local one. And then they also choose various uh, groups from all the major markets, and they do a, um, a second broadcast on Christmas Day of all the major PBS markets around the country. And hopefully we'll get selected for that, too. So
0: so uh, what is the show or the
3: event?
1: Oh, um... What, you could...
3: yeah, yeah, it's their annual um, the Dorothy Chandler holiday celebration, which is put on by the Los Angeles County Arts Commission, and it's a free concert for the public, and it's at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, which is a 3,500 seat hall or 4,000 seat hall, and it's going to be packed, and it always is. It's a free show for anybody who wants to come down, and I know that there's a lot of families in the area who sort of make it an annual tradition to go down and see the concert and whatever acts sort of get put on stage. It's it's just a whole string that really shows the diversity and the different the multiple faces of music here in the city of los angeles and we were really fortunate to get uh selected to be on the show this year and i think everyone's real excited so yeah it's going to be really fun and and like i said it's KCET, which is the local pbs station and i'm sure they're going to have a schedule posted on the internet sometime soon so
0: great so if people want to find out more about the spiel and uh buy the cd or download the tracks uh where can they go
1: the spiel.com. And how that, that spell? In, oh, in the correct YIVO transliteration, the S-H-P-I-L.com.
4: The, the English is T-H-E. The
1: spiel.com.
0: Okay, very good. Well, uh, The Spiel, thank you all so much for being on the Pleasure Podcast once again. Congratulations on your wonderful show, the new CD, and everybody go to uh, TheSpiel.com and check them out. Thanks so much.
3: Thanks, for Keith, thanks so much, man. Good to see you. this is michael wax you know i hate klezmer music but i love the klezmer podcast and this is klezmerpodcast.com
0: all right i'm back that was my interview with the spiel from los angeles california the song we heard was samuel goldberg variations an original tune by the band that I recorded at their live performance at Genghis Cohen. I'd like to thank all of the members of the band for appearing on the podcast and for allowing me to use the song on this episode. So remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear on the podcast or have your music played, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you would like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. And again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. As a reminder, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 85. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed. Tell your friends. And until next time, bye for now.